Hello and welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza. I'm going to do a quick recap here of UFC Vegas 28. Uh, that's Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus Sakai, which just wrapped up here a few moments ago. I'm going to start with the main event and then work my way back down. For those who watch the fights tonight, this will be uh, a recap. You've seen the fights. You know what happened. I'll try to point out a few little tidbits along the way, along with some you know, gambling I guess, repercussions based upon the outcomes of each fight. All right, let's jump right into it here with Rosenstrike versus Sakai. So um, this fight here ended pretty quickly. Um, two heavyweights. It was a five-round fight, but it ended in the first round with Rosenstrike landing a hard strike and hurting Sakai. It was an uh, overhand right that initially you couldn't really sort of see that it was as damaging that it ended up being, but it did knock down Sakai, and then Rosenstrike was able to sort of pound it on. What was unique about this this knockout or TKO was it happened literally right seconds before the end of the first round. So really nice finish by Rosenstrike. Um, we had predicted Rosenstrike to win this bout on our prediction show. So it was nice. He was a small favorite, minus 130. And I think I remember specifically discussing him as comparing this fight and his margin of, of you know potential victory being similar to that of the Ningano fight. Um, I saw Ngano being, you know, a big knockout favorite in that fight. He ended up knocking out, obviously, uh, Miocic. And this fight had the same feeling about Rosenstrike. I felt like he had the power, and within five rounds, he was going to hurt Sakai. So, worked out the right way in this fight, um, but they didn't all work out that way um, on this card. Anyway, moving on down to Tyburo versus Harris. And, man, you know, my heart goes out to Harris. I, I want to see him get on the right track, but this is another tough loss. He came out looking good. Um, so a lot of people said they expected him to come out, be energetic, you know, just be full of life, be full of energy and, and sort of, you know, come at Tyburo. And he did. He came out. He was full of life. You know, he had a few nice shots. He really backed up Tyburo. At one point, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, is he going to really, you know, possibly even really hurt Tyburo, finish the fight? You know, that, that's the direction it was heading. And then what happens? You know, if you didn't watch the fight, you can guess it. He ran out of gas. In the first round, uh, Tyburo gets some kind of a you know a takedown, like sort of a Muay Thai takedown. Gets on the back of Harris, you know, starts to really just pound him out. Harris is exhausted, you know, never really you know makes a full attempt to get up, and Tyburo is able just to flatten him out eventually and just grind him out and just never really hurts Harris, just wears him out and grinds him out. Gets a first round TKO. Um, this was interesting because I thought Tyburo had a good chance to win the fight. But I thought it would go more the distance. It would go later into the fight. Tyburo tends to be a decision machine. So that was a surprise. Um, but I was on Tyburo. We did predict Tyburo in our prediction show. So it was a nice win. He came in as a slight favorite, minus, one, minus 177. So that was a nice pick there. All right, let's move on down to Delitza versus Starpoli. Uh, by far the most boring fight of the night. Um, so if you didn't see it, you didn't miss much, I'll keep it simple. Um, Delitza literally was on Starpoli's back. But when I say back, he had like back position, back control for the entire fight. Kind of like you would see two dogs in a yard um, uh, kind of playing the game where one dog's trying to hump the other dog. Okay, that's what was going on. Delita was humping Starpoli for three rounds. Super boring fight. Um, little tidbit at the end of the fight, Delita was talking like, you know, talking some crap in the ear of Starpoli as he was holding him from behind. And it was just like, oh, my God. So just, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Just just very uneventful. Not looking forward to seeing Delita fight again, to be, tell, just be honest with you. Just was uneventful. He got the win. Just a bunch of clinch time. Nothing eventful. He was a minus 150 favorite. We did pick him to win, but very uneventful. And uh, 
for Starpolia, man, you got to just work on, you know, getting out of the clinch, man. That's all I can say. All right. Moving on down to one of the most disappointing uh, fights of the night was the Baeza. Uh, well, it depends on how you looked at it, right? If you were on Pontinobio, then you're happy with the outcome. Uh, I'm not in any way, shape, or form arguing the outcome. Pontinobio uh, got the win. I thought he landed the cleaner strike, so that's what did it. He had some really nice moments where his jab actually had Baeza's head kind of snapping back a little bit. And I was on Baeza, so look, I'm just going to put it out there. I really liked the kid. I thought he was coming in here fresher, younger. I thought Ponzinobbio showed signs of really slowing down in his last fight. Um, and look, at moments in this fight, Baeza kind of had him. Like, round one, Baeza looked great. He was low, low leg kicks were looking good. He was putting the pressure on Ponzinobbio. But, man, right around middle point of round two, Baeza, like, and we talked about the prediction show. Um, he, he showed some signs of some cardio issues. He just started to gas out. And this is the way it looked. He basically no longer had the head movement or had the blocking ability to block the strikes. And so now, you know, Ponzinobbio is landing those punches a little cleaner. He's landing the jabs, buys his head snapping back. So, you know, nobody got really hurt in that fight. It was a close fight, so it could have gone either way. But either way, just disappointing for a 28-year-old Baeza to not come in here and, and to move to 11 and 0. So a little bit of a setback for him. Um, he was a heavy favorite in terms of the handicappers. A lot of people were on him. We were on him. You know, not many people were out there talking about Pontinobio, but for Pontinobio with 105 dog, he moves to 28 and four. Good for him. You know, good for the 38, 34 year old. He won. He won. He earned the victory. He definitely backed down by Aza. He landed the cleaner shots. And so that was a tough one. We lost that, lost that fight. Also lost <laughs> a few parlays that I had by Aza. And so, that was a rough one. All right, moving on down to Todorovic versus Rodriguez. And love this outcome because you know, we talked about being on Rodriguez. And the main reason we were on Rodriguez was he was super active, right? So he came in here as an active fighter, had fought like, what, two weeks ago, third fight in 2021. And Todorovic kind of coming off that last loss was very just didn't look good and got hurt, knocked out, whatever. And so I expected Rodriguez to possibly hurt Todorovic. That was, you know, the expectation. Didn't happen, but what did happen is Rodriguez dominated him. You know, took him down, uh, dominated on the feet, dominated on the ground, just looked good, was was the better fighter overall. For Todorovic, man, he's going to have to really just sort of regroup here. Um, you know, he was 10-0 and 0 at, at, at one point, two fights ago. Now he's 10-2. and 2. Um, Rodriguez, good job by him. You know, he looks like he's a pretty good fighter. It wasn't like he did anything amazing. Had a few takedowns, um, you know, showed some good striking, but... It was a good pick here. We were on Rodriguez. He was a plus 140 dog. Todd was minus 177. So that wraps up the main card. Let's move down here to the preliminary card. And we'll start off here with Americani and Kirk. All right. So we talked about it. This was a dog or pass situation for us. It wasn't like we were 1,000%, you know, bet the house on Kirk. But here's a guy who's super active, just like Rodriguez, right? Super active, you know, obviously wants to fight, looking for an opportunity, desperate. Americani, um, we talked about the cardio issues, and they really revealed themselves again here. At one point in the second round, you could see Americani is, like, really gassing. You know, he's blowing hard. His mouth's open. Everything's just going downhill. He doesn't have anything behind the punches. He's just not able to, you know, really – you know, he's just not able to do much of anything. And the fight ends on the third round, actually – with Americani on his back, and he's just clinching Kirk. He just got him in a clinch, but he's on his back, mind you. And Kirk is just doing these lazy little, you know, body punches on the side, just getting some, you know, getting some points. But 
I think, I mean, I felt like Americani was laying there for two minutes. I mean, it probably was more like 30 seconds, but he was just laying there. He had just basically just given up. He's like, all right, I'm going to just give up position here for the last part of the fight. I gave up. So, you know, maybe Americani had the first round. He had some moments. He did have some, you know, ground control positions, but he was just so gassed at some point, and Kirk was doing just enough. So, nice win by there by Kirk. He was a plus 240 dog, you know, one of the biggest dogs of the night on the card. Um, so, and, and that was one where we said, again, minus 300 was just too much for Americani. So, nice pull there. Uh, we were on Kirk, and at plus 240, that was a nice payout. All right, let's move down to our first women's bout of the night that we're going to go over here. Rosa versus Lipsky. Um, I mean, just just make it quick here. You know, Rosa dominated her. De La Rosa just dominated her, got on top of her, grinded her out, you know, cut her with some elbows to the head, and eventually just ended it with a TKO. Um wasn't anything too fascinating. Lipsky wasn't, like, hurt, hurt. Um, she was just getting grinded out. She had no answer to De La Rosa's top game. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> Whew. Excuse me there. All right. So, yeah, she had no answer to, um, you know, De La Rosa's top game, and Lipsky was just on the bottom, had no answer, got grinded out, got cut up pretty bad. Pretty girl. Um, You know, I was watching the fight and thinking, maybe you should stop fighting and keep that pretty face of yours because she got she got gashed up tonight pretty bad by De La Rosa. For De La Rosa, it's a quality win. You know, Lipsky's a decent opponent. You know, she was 13-6 coming into this fight. So, I mean, just about everyone was on Rosa. Rosa started off like around a minus 250. And then right leading up to the fight, she was up where, upwards around minus 300, minus 325. So the money was pouring in on Rosa. We got Rosa early on at minus 250. So it was a nice win. She looked good. She moves on to fight another day. All right. Bozer versus Latifi. And man, oh, man. Uh, Bozer lives up to the reputation. You know, I, I heard a lot of chatter this week from some really good handicappers out there. And just just across the board, you know, people were really wondering, you know, at minus 180, minus 200, how comfortable would you be laying the chalk here on, on Bozer? And, man, you know, he really just un underwhelming tonight. I'm not taking anything away from Latifi. He did exactly what he needed to do. 37-year-old Latifi kept the fight in close. Um... Third round. I mean, let, let, just, I'm not to jump around here, but third round of the fight, Latifi has Bozer on his back from pretty much the entire round. Bozer has the nerve. I'm watching the fight. Bozer gets taken down with, like, I don't know, 30 seconds into the third round. He gets taken down. This dude has a nerve to give a thumbs up towards, like, the camera and, like, not just the camera, but more towards his corner, right? Towards his corner, towards his coaches. This dude's giving a thumbs up, like, I got this. I'm in, you know, I know what to do here. Never got up. Never got up. Finished the fight there on his back. So third round, no matter how, however else you saw the other rounds, Bozer flat out loses the third round. And the fight was close before that. You know, maybe round one goes to Bozer, vice versa, goes to Latifi. It was close. Third round was the deciding round. Latifi takes him down, has position the entire time. When they announce the decision, you see Latifi fall to his knees, starts crying. Clearly, he was emotional. He was appreciative. Good for him. You know, for Bozer, my goodness, minus 200 favorite. Whew, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to, you know, definitely take a closer look at him next time he goes into his next bout. Not a very good, you know, situation for him. We did pick Bozer to win this fight, so we were on him. And I got to tell you, I was confidently on him. I thought Latifi at 37 years old, you know, cardio issues. But, man, Bozer, fighter IQ was real low here. In, in this particular fight, he showed low, to fi low fighter IQ. Excuse me. So, anyway, moving on down. Let's go to um, Silikov versus Trinaldo. So, again, I'm sorry. Silikov versus Trinaldo. 
We were on Trinaldo, 42-year-old Trinaldo, as one of the dogs that we liked in this, in this um, card. And, um, you know, the fight wasn't very close, honestly. I think Salikov was beating him in every way, shape, or form. Trinaldo could never get off his, you know, his grappling advantage, his clinch advantage. It was just never there. Salikov really landed some nice punches. He was minus, like, 225, minus 250 coming in, which it was warranted. Salikov was clearly the better fighter. You know, for Trinaldo, he, you know, he didn't do anything terrible. You know, he took some good shots. He, he probably was better on his feet than most people expected. He was able to jab and trade punches with Salikov, which was pretty interesting. Most people would expect that if he's on the ground, he would just get dominant in the feet. Not the case. He actually held his own. But he did get beat every which way up and down. And, um, you know, we like Trinaldo as a p potential, you know, underdog there at plus 185. Didn't work out. So moving on down here to Jones and Patrick. This fight here was a little frustrating. Um, you know, we had Jones in a handful of parlays at about minus 300, minus 305. That's where he was at. So, and he was a safe pick, you know. <clears throat> he was dominating this fight, and unfortunately he got, you know, an eye poke. And I'm not questioning Patrick. You know, Patrick is a, he's a veteran of the game, been around for a while. But, man, he was busted up. And the fight was going nowhere good for him. And I think he just was like, you know what? I got this eye poke thing here. Let me get this no contest and just, you know, get out of town, right? So I recall specifically right after the fight, um, they had both fighters in the middle. The referee was there. They made a decision. They announced it. And when they do that, both fighters, are hands are down. And the referee doesn't raise either hand. After that, Patrick approached Jones to be like, hey, you know, good fight. And Jones literally was like, no, 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 and just sort of walked out. I don't know if that was prior beef or was that Jones just being like, dog, you know I had you beat cleanly, and you just basically milked that eye poke thing. So I don't know. I don't know. But Jones was beating the heck out of him. Ends up being a no contest, so definitely frustrating for Jones a little bit. Um, for Patrick, hey, you know, I don't know. 37, didn't look good. It's another bad showing. Was was on the way to getting definitely TKO'd. He was not going to survive this fight, so – but frustrating if you had Jones or anything because it ends up being a no contest. So it just ends up being just a squash. And we did have him in a handful of things. So, all right, moving on to the other women's fight of the night, which was uh, Manon Fiorat versus Tabitha Ricci. And, um, you know, for a moment, Ricci was okay. She was actually on her feet. You know, she was looking athletic. Um, you know, she trains in a good gym, um, Brazilian, the whole deal. But it was just a matter of time. If you're just, you know, showed you that lightning speed, the quickness, the power. She just started landing some really sharp shots. Looked great. She was minus 500 coming into this fight. And I guess the way that she starched Richie, you could say that it was warranted, right? So Fiorat moves to 7-1. and one. She looked good. For Richie, you know, um, she took the fight last minute, right? She took it because she wants a chance to fight in the UFC. They needed somebody to jump in there. She did a decent job. Not, I'm not sure what she does well. I have to look back at this tape again later on. You know, it wasn't a good match for her. She had no chance in here. All right, let's move on to the second fight of the night, which was Zalal versus Woodson. And we were on Zalal as a potential dog here. We liked him. Um, and I got to tell you, I really liked Zalal coming into the fight. I thought he was perfect storm, you know, looking to get back in the win column, had taken a lot of fights on short notice. I think we all know the rap on him, right? So Woodson comes in here and just gives a clinic on takedown defense. And so good for Woodson. Tall guy did a phenomenal job of defending the takedowns. I think at one point 
I want to say the entire third round for sure. He did not get taken down one time. And prior to that, he only been taken down twice. So Zalal must have attempted maybe 25, 30 takedowns, like no kidding. And so Woodson, kudos to him. Great job. Clearly something he was working on in training. And so he showed some evolution there in his game, and that was key to his victory here. On the feet, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Woodson doesn't have any power behind his punches, right? He's just a point puncher. That's just the way it works. In this fight, he did that. He tagged Zalal. He was the busier puncher. But nothing hurt Zalal. Nothing even got close to stunning Zalal. It was a pretty uneventful fight. You know, Woodson was minus 200. That was still probably a little bit much considering how this fight worked out. Zalal had moments. Zalal, he maybe had won the first round. Zalal may have won the first round. So, anyway, Woodson comes out the fight. He gets a decision. Um, and it was a split decision. So, actually, yeah, consider that. So, one judge actually saw the fight going towards Zalal. So, it was a close fight. If you're going to pick on dogs like this, split decision loss, you know, take it. Take it. So, all right, let's move on to the first fight of the night. And, boy, oh, boy, the Levitt train comes to a crashing halt right here. For those of you who watched the fight, um, you know what I'm about to say is true. I'm not exaggerating about any of what I'm about to say. Um, Levitt literally cannot punch, okay? There were some things he did in this fight that maybe I just didn't pick up on in his prior fights, and I kind of like hit myself in the head afterwards because, man, he cannot throw punches. He, he did some really weird, quirky, half-check, like check swing punches um looks so uncomfortable on his feet at times um yeah definitely a shell of the guy that we've seen before all that confidence all the swagger out the windows um out the window puelos puelos comes in here and just they match each other for many parts of the bout for a lot of part of the bout it's transition on the floor both guys going back and forth working through grappling positions and if you were on Levitt before the fight, you're thinking, awesome. If you thought after the fight, someone would tell you most of the fight was on the ground. You know, they were on the ground just grappling. You'd think, great, that's good for Levitt. Well, Puelas, you know, he's a pretty good grappler too. He was able to match Levitt. So on the on the ground, it was it was more of more or less equal. I mean, you, I don't know. Maybe Puelas had a little more riding time on the ground. But on the feet, oh, my gosh, Levitt looked like a fish in a desert. <laughs> Forget about a fish out of water. He looked like a fish in the Sahara Desert. I've never seen such low boxing skill from a guy who's coming in minus 215. Like, I've seen some bad boxing in the UFC. We've all seen guys who, whatever. Let's not say bad boxing. They, just, they don't box very well. They're better grapplers. They're better wrestlers. This situation here, my goodness. Um, yeah, big time mental note on Levitt. Oof, I, I I have I would say this. He moves to eight and one. I don't know who they give him because he was the first fight on the card, right? And he just laid a poop right here on this fight. Um, yeah, I don't see what happens here. But I'll I'll tell you long term, unless he makes I'm talking a massive like reborn again change to his ability to fight on his feet. There there's no way he doesn't go anywhere. He gets a few more fights in the UFC. He gets he loses a few more times and he's out and this whole thing is over. So kind of feel bad saying all this and that I like the guy, I like his story. He was talking about having his high school reunion, whatever, soon and going back to school and celebrating with his friends and being the quote unquote popular person. Um, 
man, this was a bad loss. So, anyway, that, that wraps up the entire card for the recap. Um, in terms of the actual card overall, of the uh, 12 fights in the card that we had total, because we ended up losing some fights here last minute, the Breeze-Arroyo fight was canceled last minute. There was some kind of a medical issue with Breeze. Wasn't really sure what what to make of that, but that was removed last minute. So we ended up with 12 total fights here um, on the card. The 13th, I'm sorry, was Jones and Patrick. So I'm sorry, 13 total fights in the card. And of the thir of the 13, the Jones-Patrick card is, uh, Jones-Patrick fight, I'm sorry, is just a wash, right? Because it ends up being an eye poke, no contest, which leaves us with 12 total fights. We went seven and five in those fights. The losses were, uh, we had Levitt to win over Puelas, which was wrong. We had Zalal winning over Woodson, which was also a wrong pick. Trinaldo as a dog to win over Salikov. That was also a wrong pick. Bozer, my goodness, losing to Latifi. And then by Aza losing to Pontanabio. Um The highlights were that we had Rosenstrike on the money with that victory. We had Tyburo. We had Delitza. We had Rodriguez. So with the main card, we had four of the five bouts correct. And then moving down to the prelims, we had Kirk, which was a nice plus 240 dog. We had Rosa, and we had Furat winning. Uh, would have had Jones if he would have, you know, been allowed to finish that fight. But in the prelims, uh, we finished off with um, three correct fights, and we had four incorrect uh, fights. So, anyway, that's UFC Vegas 28. Um, if you had a chance to watch the fights, you know, um, this recap was pretty much, you know, what you saw if you – have any suggestions or you want to make any comments or anything that maybe I missed in the video, um, you know, please feel free to comment. Um, for those who didn't get to see watch the fight, maybe you can catch a, a rerun and sort of cross your rerun re back along with some of these comments and see how far off we are on, on our recap. Anyway, we're on to next week. We're on to another UFC Vegas event. Um, we've got a lot coming up here. We've also got, um, you know, Bellator, PFL coming up on Thursday. Just a whole bunch of stuff. That one week off from UFC had us all like, oh, scratching for the itch or itching to scratch, right? We looked, we were just dying to get our UFC back on or any kind of MMA. So it's coming back full force, which is nice. And uh, we'll have the prediction shows for Bellator events and for PFL events and for UFC events. And we'll do the recap shows for UFC and Bellator events. So thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys had a chance to enjoy the event. But if you didn't, Hopefully this recap got you up to speed, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Have a wonderful night. Peace.